Hi, everyone, and welcome back to the Power Modia podcast. Special edition today as we try to determine an age-old question, what is the best boat of all time? Something kicked around the water cooler and boat shows since there's been boat shows. How we're going to go into this one today is we have a list of 10 boats chosen by the editors, all production builds, and you want to head over to our Instagram page to help us decide the final authoritative list that will make its way into our September issue. But until then, until you get to vote and we get this really democratic system going, we're going to hash it out the old-fashioned way, March Madness style, with a good old-fashioned debate. Today, I'm joined by Senior Editor Simon Murray, Deputy Editor Captain Bill Pike, and Associate Editor Carly Sisson. Guys, what's going on? We're here. We're ready to debate some boats. There we go. And plus, you know, if we have left out your favorite boat, which I'm sure... Uh, somebody will tell us because we hear lots of feedback. But if we have left out your favorite boat, we did so personally and despite you, and uh, we feel we don't feel bad about it at all. There's, this is a personal attack. I like you send your complaints to s murray at amedia.com. That certainly sets the tone. <laughs> he loves letters. Can't wait to hear from you Just guys. Just let them pile in. Snail mail is best. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Well, guys, I, we got ten boats to go through here. We're gonna jump right in. Our our first matchup. Cape Dory 28 versus Nordhaven 46. Simon. And the, the way we broke this down is the Cape Dory ended up being the four seed. The Nordhaven was the five seed. Uh, the four seed, Bill probably has a lot to say about that because he thinks probably it should be the number one seed overall. That said, I do feel a serious amount of guilt over this, my decision, um, because I probably clocked 100 miles on the Betty Jane 2, hmm. uh, Captain Bill's Cape Dory 28. I'm glad I did that because I might never get invited down again after this confession. Uh, but just like Brutus plunging a dagger into his friend's back, I really just like the way the 46 looks. Woo! It's uh, it's, it's rugged in all the right ways. Plus, if we're squaring them up one to one, the Nordhaven is almost twice the length and has a Portuguese bridge, uh, meaning it's protected bow to stern uh, walkways. So you combine all that with larger accommodations, plus that workboat style. Bill, forgive me, but I'm sold. Uh, maybe I still have PTSD from tying off Betty on the small gangplanks of Sadler Point Marina in Jacksonville. Maybe that, that could have influenced my decision, but I just, the 46 does something for me, man. I'll tell you, I can feel the knife. <laughs> I, I was going to have Carly jump in, but no, I, I, I go back at him, Bill. All right. Now, let him have it. <laughs> the Cape Dory 28. Flybridge is a bit of a sleeper, and I will freely admit that I'm prejudiced because I own one. Uh, but uh, the Cape Dory has a great heritage. It was designed by the folks at North End Composites up in Maine, and they designed all kinds of boats, including the Hinkley that's on this list. In addition, they uh, designed shel the Shelter Island a bunch of sabers, the back cove, Chris Craft, Steiger Craft. I mean, a whole Boston whaler. We got a Boston whaler. So this boat came before all those boats. Now, I'll admit that the 46 started the passage maker craze. Mm -hmm. uh, and it came from William Beebe's book, you know, and ta-da-da-da-da-da. But <laughs> I feel that the Cape Dory 28 has a much larger footprint in the boat business, a much larger footprint 
than the Nordhaven 46. Now, I love the 46. Though, too. <laughs> I, I, I like it, but it ain't quite the 28 Cape Dory fly bridge. All right. Ding, ding, ding. All right. Gloves we're, are off. We're, we're, going, we're going head to head. We're getting throwing the heat already. I love it. Carly, please be <laughs> careful. <laughs> So I actually, sorry, Simon, I'm going to side with Captain Bill on this one. I, Way to go, Carly. I'm going to choose the Cape Dory 28 over the Nordhaven. I personally like the smaller size. I know that was one of your complaints just for ease of handling, practicality reasons. I like the smaller size. I like the downy styling of the Cape Dory 28. The Nordhaven is not as aesthetically pleasing to me personally, and I am not a huge fan of trawlers for myself. I don't want to be... Cruising along at five, six knots. Um, Cape Dory may not be a speed demon, but she has a little bit more get up and go than the Nordhaven. So that's going to have to be my pick for this round. That's okay. I don't mind. I don't mind being the only guy that wants to wear the Grundens on my very rugged looking fish boat that smells of sardines. <laughs> I don't well, know why I would well, smell like the sardines, but I guess I'd be bringing them. He's a sardine fisherman now in Nordhaven. I, I don't understand. Where does sardines come from? I don't know. Oh, we just ate, so I shouldn't we're, be hungry. We're going to bring this back into the channel. And uh, I, I'm going to also, for wholly selfish reasons, side with Captain Bill and the Cape Dory hey. 28. Also because I want Bill to take us out on a trip later this year. I so, mean, you guys are smart. You guys so are not. That's uh, yeah. Not let, let's just let's just be real about it. I mean, seeing Bill's restoration has been inspiring. I've, and there's also a Cape Dory 28 without the flybridge out in the Essex Harbor, and both the the 28 and the 28 fly are, are just stunning boats. So I'm going to give the beauty points to that boat, and we're going to march on to the second round. Boston Whaler 13 versus the Donzi Sweet 16. This is an all-star lineup. Simon, back to you. I think for this one, it comes down to uh, je ne sais quoi, uh, where a lot of these boats, you know, you could go a lot of different directions aesthetically or the aesthetics, the, I don't know, look and feel, the horsepower, the how many people own it. I mean, you could go a lot of different directions, but I think... The Boston Whaler has a special place in most of most boaters' hearts. I think a lot of people came up through Boston Whalers, and uh, the 13 is certainly that sweet spot where it's entry level in all the right ways. And I probably got a lot of people into this sport. Uh, I think it's also wrapped up in the arguably the greatest marketing campaign campaign in boating history slash industry. I, I mean, that has serious longevity. I think when any of us think of Boston Whalers, we think of that unsinkability campaign. So I, I got to give it to the Boston Whaler. The Donzi Sweet 16 looks like a great boat. Uh, I would love to have, you know, to take that out sometime. I never have. But when it comes down to it, Boston Whaler all the way. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pivot over here. Those, those are some great reasons. I'm going to pivot over to you, Carly, because you have experience growing up on a whaler, right? Yeah, I grew up on a Boston Whaler, um, and just hearing the Boston Whaler 13, thinking about that U-shaped bow, and you can just feel yourself pounding through the chop, and just sort of that slap key, that key you word get. Keyword is pounding, yes. That you get, and it's almost like a rite of passage before you graduate to these boats that really just cut through the water so nicely. It's like you understand where you came from and how much of an upgrade that is, Um so for that reason, I will have to choose the Boston Weller 13. And to Simon's point, too, they literally sawed that boat in half and it's still floated. So um, pretty remarkable. Um, the Donzi Suite 16 obviously has quite an impressive history. 
There's nothing I love more than watching those offshore races and those boats just flying over the water. But for me personally, I never want to actually be in that scenario myself. <laughs> I'm not that much of a speed demon. So I'll take the Boston Miller 13 around the harbor any day rather than offshore. And that's nice. super powerful. Good argument. Good, good choice too. Captain Bill. Uh, I love that. I love that. I can't believe I, I can't associate sardines with the Donzi. <laughs> Oh, we got a, we got a I mean, sardine meter now. It's a very luxurious looking little boat. I mean, it's you know very uh, style stylistically. Uh, uh, it, it's just a it's a beautiful little boat. But I've I've got to vote for the Boston Whaler. I mean, I can remember seeing the uh, the guy that started Boston Whaler sitting in the uh, half a boat on the cover. Of, I think on the cover of Time magazine. And like Simon mentioned, it was like, man, it was like an incredible photo. So it generated this wonderful ad campaign. And I, you know, I'm a big fan of Boston, the Boston Whaler Montauk 17. I just throw, throw that in there. Uh, it's one of my favorite boats. But the 13, had so many kids over the years have had fun with that boat. It was like the first boat they were, they were able to get aboard. So I got to go with the Boston Whaler. Well, I think poor poor Donzi didn't have much of a choice in this round. I'm also throwing my hat in for the, the Boston Whaler for the last reason you just mentioned. You know, the the whale the whaler thirteen, sixty-five thousand of them have been sold. And it's to your point into Carly's, it's it's that quintessential boat that you let the kids run around the canals in, you let them run around the harbor and they get their feet wet. I remember last summer when I was I was boatless, there was a spot we used to hang out near the water and I just watched. There was a couple of kids on the river would go up and down on, on their Boston Whaler 13s, and it just had this vision of Americana. Long story short, Boston Whaler 13 for the win. I, I mean, that's unanimous, and it stands a good reason why. I think it's amazing how a marketing campaign and just you know how it touches so many different people has such legs. It's amazing. I, I think it's amazing. You just got to get that story out in a good quality marine publication, I think. Amen. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that boat also was so simple and easy to make. I mean, you really didn't have to do much of anything to maintain it. I mean, just kind of hose it off and walk away. So moving on to, I think, one of our touchier head-to-heads, Katie Krogan, 42 Versus Grand Banks Europa Forty Two, Captain Bill. I'm gonna, I'm gonna kick this one to you first. Even though I know I have a hunch which way you're leaning. A couple speed demons here, Bill. A couple speed freaks. <laughs> but uh, help us out. This is this one's gonna get the troll community in a in a frenzy. I could tell. Probably. Uh, I mean, Krogan built a lot of Forty Twos, and uh, and I've known people that owned them. It, in my opinion, and I. I never get into aesthetics, really, in boat tests, but something like this, I I would say that aesthetically, the Krogan 42 is not nearly as pretty as the Grand Banks 42. Now, the, the classic 42, I think the Grand Banks built that boat for like 40 years. I mean, they sold, I think, like 1,000, maybe 600 of them uh, in that time. And then, uh, you know, when they put the, uh, when they covered the cockpit uh, and the side decks with the overhangs, the profile of the boat, I mean, just when I look at it, it's just, it's just a beautiful, it's a beautiful boat. Had a great layout, you know, plenty of room in it. 
so I would, uh, uh, you know, the Krogan, eh, you know, probably uh, tended to roll a bit with that uh, uh, displacement type hull. Uh, the Grand Banks, not so much semi-displacement hull. Um, I got a I got a boat for the Grand Banks in part because I, of course, owned a Grand Banks thirty two. <laughs> there it is. You, and, you and, don't say. The honest don't that, say. That was uh, I know they didn't make as many Grand Banks thirty twos as they did forty twos, but still in all, that is a little jewel of a boat, in my opinion. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you definitely don't hedge, which I appreciate, Bill. You are, you are all in on, on the Grand Banks, and I appreciate yeah. that. Simon, what about you? Uh, so my choice here is 98% aesthetics, but I'm actually going the other way. Uh, so you could, you could make a compelling argument to go with the Euro- Europa since Grand Banks is p- most likely, Bill, correct me if I'm wrong, but it's most likely the innovator of the trawler category, right? I mean, Grand Banks... Yeah. It seems well, like they probably Jim Krogan would ha- would uh, disagree <laughs> with that, but <laughs> but, but uh, I say so. Yeah, the Grand Banks Grand Banks started really in the fifties, I think. So, but you know, all that said, I don't have to listen to you if you if you choose Grand Banks. I'm totally going with Katie Krogan just because I like that workboat style again, and the it's got the Portuguese bridge, another one of those. But if we're talking modern day equivalents. I'm taking Grand Banks all the way. I love the way the Grand Banks of this latter era look. Um, but I don't know. Something compels me about the, uh, the Katie Grogan. So are you hedging your bets? Or is, I mean, which, which side are you on, Simon? I'm, I'm going for uh, Katie Grogan then, Grand Banks now. Does that make any sense? No. Yeah. No. <laughs> no. But we're going to move on. Carly, help us, <laughs> help us end this debate. Grand Banks Krogan. I'm going to pick the Grand Banks. I think it looks a lot nicer than the Katie Krogan. I don't love the workboat style trawlers. If it's like the Down East style lobster boats, then I like the workboat design all the way. But in the trawlers, it's just not that pleasing to me. Um, not much of a trawler person in general, I think I said before. But the semi-displacement, anything that can minimize that roll a little bit, just make for a little bit happier cruising, I think, for me at least. Sure. Well, I mean, again, there's really... There's, there's no losers on this list. This is, you know, top 10 for a reason. But, man, and, and I, I'm torn because actually I, I really like, to Simon's point, what both companies are coming out with now. I think both Katie Krogan and Grand Banks have kept us on our toes with some new models, especially that, that Summit line coming out of Katie Krogan. But head-to-head battle, I'm going Grand Banks 42. Lest you forget, I, I, this, I partially have recessed this back into my memory banks, but... Uh, I'm always partial to a boat that I've got to spend a little time on. And lest we forget the infamous Arawak, Grand Banks 42, <laughs> that uh, I was lucky enough to spend uh, but nearly, uh, God, I was going to say, it felt, felt like a year, but it's felt the better part of a week aboard. And you could really see the potential in that boat. And, I, and it's no surprise to see how many people restore those boats because it just has the name recognition as the seaworthiness and has a lot of living space. So Grand Banks 42 advances to the next round. This is another big, another big head to head. I mean, there keep sounding like a broken record, but Hinkley 36 picnic boat versus midnight lace. Who wants first dibs? I'll take it. All right, Carly, let it rip. This was hard because these are probably my two favorite boats on the whole bracket. 
I ultimately had to go with the Midnight Lace. I really like the commuter yacht style. My favorite boat has always been Aphrodite. I mean, who doesn't love that boat? But seeing that boat all summer um, from my boat, I just, and I've actually been aboard and I really fell in love with that boat. Um, And Midnight Lace is obviously a different boat, but it's very similar styling. And I just, I love the design. Mm -hmm. I love sort of the Gilded Age, just aesthetic of the whole thing. And the Hinkley has obviously um, a lot more have been built. That boat is still really revered today. And I don't know, it was really a hard choice, but I think that just for my personal taste, the Midnight Lace is the way to go. Okay. Fair. Simon. I also agree with Carly. Uh, I think this was the most competitive of the early rounds. For me, too, really could have gone either way. Um, but I think what I was most impressed with is the staying power of the Hinkley picnic boat. Uh, that's what put it over the top for me of the Midnight Lace. But I actually really like that one, too, even with that like wild-looking, dramatic black hole. You could definitely accuse me of giving preferential treatment to the Hinkley due to my New England roots. But there's something about that Down East style with the flag blue hole that I just absolutely love. So I'm going picnic boat all the way. Nice. All right. All right. Definitive. Captain Bill. Good going, Simon. This Good is, going. This, this is the probably the, this is, oh, I was going to say, this is the one I wasn't sure which way you were going to go, Bill. Yeah. Well, I remember when the, when that boat came out, I think in like maybe 1996, this is the somewhere. Boat. Yeah. And uh, I got on it. I remember getting on it at the Norwalk Boat Show. And God, it was you know, like Simon's right. That blue, that blue hull and that styling. Uh, I was never a big fan of water jets. I still am not. But um, eventually they got it, uh, uh, you know, they got it a uh, joystick kind of tweak mm-hmm. uh, to make things uh, easier to uh, deal with. But um the Midnight Lace, uh, really pretty boat, but I think they, I don't think they made, made, uh, Choi Lee made that many of them, maybe 40, yeah. 40 of them. They're, it's real pretty, but it's, it's a little, it's got, I don't know if this is safe to say, but it's just got a little too much character for my taste. Mm. Captain Bill Pike just accused the boat of having too much character. This, I, <laughs> let's just end the bracket right here. This is, I never thought I'd hear that. You know, what other boat has a bow cockpit? I mean, well, I take it like bow riders and yeah. all that stuff. Yeah, uh, that's true. Kind of unusual. Yeah. I, I with, with all due respect to longtime Paramodia columnist Tom Fexus, I'm also throwing my hat in the Hinkley ring. It's, it was just too much of a pioneer not to vote for it between the joystick, the jets. And, you know, we want, we talk a lot about marketing campaigns here and, Maybe it's because we're geeking out a little bit, but you know they ran some some ads in the early days. Let that be a lesson to, <laughs> to all those listening. <laughs> but I, you know, I do. I remember the, the photo shoot. It must have been an, on a Vanderwall shoot or Billy Black, but it was the boat was like in calf deep water, and there's there a there's pictures of little kids playing in it. And the fact that you could bring such a nice boat like a Hinkley and like nose it up to the beach, yeah, that's good enough yeah. in my book. Then at the yeah. same time, a video surfaced didn't surface but i just came across it a couple weeks ago of one of those picnic boats going through like six foot seas full throttle just flying over the chop doing equal at that that's why it was such a hard choice for me i think the hinkley was definitely more of a pioneer than the midnight lace but just personal preference i guess yeah and you figure all those pot warps up there in maine 
just laying in wait to catch uh, your propeller. Yeah, you didn't yeah. Have to worry about with uh, about that with the uh, jet drives. <clears throat> a lot of thankful lobstermen, that's for sure. Yeah, a lot of thankful boaters. All right, so Hinkley Hinkley advances to the next round, guys. This is where things start to get this is start start to get interesting when we get the number one and number two seed into the bracket. Starting off, entering the fray, we have the Rybovich forty two going head to head against Cape Dory twenty eight. This is a heavy hitter matchup. This is this could, if the bracket fell out a different way, this could be your finals, Simon. It could be. It very well could be. Uh, this is where all my notes go out the window because now we're truly doing this like this is collective unanimous decision making. Uh, but man, this is like I'm 0 for 3 with this one, Bill. I'm so sorry. I gotta give oh, it to the no. Rybo, man. The the Rybovich is just you a classic. You. <laughs> I hope I'm still invited down to Tallahassee, but it's just a classic <laughs> sport fish with such a storied history. It just speaks to me as someone who probably would never go in that direction, that category. But if I did, I'd have to think long and hard about probably going with either a Rybovich or a Huckins, something, one of those more traditional looking boats. Of course, you know, you can't go wrong with the custom guys down in Carolinas, but it's just something that speaks to me about those old, those older builders. I'm sorry, Bill. I'm so sorry. I, I hope we're still friends. We are, Simon. We are. <laughs> but I'm, Although I'm not letting that go unanswered, though. Bill, Bill, you're up next. Okay, so so Rybovich, I mean, uh, just uh, there's so many wonderful stories about Rybovich. I remember hearing a story about John Rybovich. He was standing on a, on another boat, and one of his boats went by, and he he looked. Uh, John Rybovich looked at 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 his boat, and he said, "They've lowered the uh, the flybridge overhead." by about six inches he could tell and it was true he could tell just by looking the proportions were so uh artistically worked out the boat was so beautiful that he could tell there was some something somebody changed his design slightly and um so i really appreciate rybovich i really do but but (laughs) (laughs) we're all waiting for that but let's get the mic drop let's go bill i've got to say you know the the Cape Dory again. It's kind of a sleeper, and um, <laughs> it's uh, for one thing. It's probably contains the best small boat layout uh, ever designed. It's just, I mean, you've got a salon, uh, and then you've got a few steps down into a galley. There's a head on the other side, and then a V berth up forward. It's a very usable boat, and it's got. I mean, it's a 28-foot boat, and it's basically got everything on it that you'd find on a 40-foot boat. It makes things a little cramped in the engine room sometimes, but it's got, like Carly was saying, got some speed. So I've got to, uh, uh, again, I've got to go with the Cape Dory because the guy, Eric White, uh, at uh, North End Composites, Uh, I think he's retired now, but he had a lot to do with the design of that boat. And he had a lot to do with the design of some other really beautiful boats, you know, from Hinkley, Sabre, Bat Cove, uh, those New England-y looking boats. And that influence, I think, is 
Uh, I think the the Cape Dory was the first uh, lobster yacht. I'm just really uh, interested now, to hear what the next two arguments that Bill's going to make when his <laughs> his Cinderella story inevitably, inevitably his sleeper goes all the way to number one, the sleepiest boat to ever win the best boat bracket. I'm working it. I'm working it. I'm still you are, you certainly are. Keep calling it sleepy. I think you're making me want to take a nap here. It's, but I, I think I think we got to march on. You guys are going to be in a you guys are going to be in a death match here. We're we're one to one, Carly. You know, it's really tough. No, that's just say, just let him have it. Let him have it. Hit him. Hit him with when it, When I Carly. filled out my bracket, I put the Rybovich. I really love oh, the flared bow. And like Simon was saying, I wouldn't necessarily go for that type of boat myself, but it's a, I really love it at the same time. But listening to Captain Bill right now has actually convinced me to choose the Cape Door. Oh, Damn, oh my I didn't love hear that. Boats. It's, boat it's practicality. It's Bill, practicality. Bill, you convinced her. You convinced her, my man. <laughs> oh Lord, you're not man. even here in person, and you convinced. One. That's a very compelling argument you just made. Carly, you have made my day. He just talked about a cramped engine room, and I don't understand how that you changed my mind. And that advances it. It's very fast, Dan. It's a very fast well, boat. It's not that cramped. <laughs> but the fact it's that a you forty have, foot boat, you have so much and so little space. And you don't have to operate a big boat to feel like you have a big boat. That appeals to me personally. I like. Did he give you the I forward know, berth this, when this, you guys went down? This, this is ridiculous. Did you have to sleep <laughs> in the salon, or did you get the forward I berth? I haven't been on it yet. Oh, <laughs> very interesting. That's, that's I wonder funny. if that would sway it that's one way funny. or another. Well, she's definitely getting invited down. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and Bill might be like a uh, representative for the company very soon. <laughs> I oh wow. We're going, we're going to, it's our first deadlock. I'm going, sorry, Bill, I'm going to stay on the naughty list. I'm going Rybovich. Wow. It's, oh, no. You know, I, the more I'm learning, I've I recently started learning more about the family as we welcomed Michael Rybovich's Stem to Stern column into the magazine. And a lot has been said about this company's history, you know, uh, started by World War II veterans and just this, like, my handshake is my word kind of guys have, have really, like, impress me and and granted i'm probably just trying to impress them so they keep letting us run the column <laughs> bill thank you and uh but now it's uh for me i gotta go i gotta go rybovich so we we are deadlocked what happens now uh now, we, we, we never got this far <laughs> we never got this far i guess we we should have known that the statistically speaking yeah. this could have happened people <laughs> We don't have to cut my boat in half, do we? <laughs> I mean, if you do, yeah. Please it could don't. help you. Please don't. <laughs> like the Boston Whaler. Well, <laughs> I think the Rybovich should advance. I don't, I don't know, I don't know what else to say. Uh, is there, is there I think you, I think you asked our, the producer. The man behind the curtain needs to come out to the forefront. Come on in. Digital director, John Turner, everybody. It calls for the Cape Dory. Oh! Oh, John! <laughs> story goes on another uh, round john the buzzer oh, beater the upset oh, of the century he just dunks it and walks off that was unbelievable <laughs> all the fans meaning just bill has stormed the court he's so excited oh, six Lord. words jo john producer oh. john turner six oh. words on on the record calls for the cape door you still wow. have a gun oh, wow man. i just crossed the ribovich off from my all right <laughs> just crossed it off my list with. of enemies <laughs> For good. Oh my God! All right, moving, moving on. Man, another battle. Grand Banks forty two is advanced. Goes up against 
the wait, what do we got going on here? Who's that go up against? Did I mess this up? Oh, I no, did. no, oh, I'm sorry. So we got the Hinkley and the Bertram. Wow. We got the Bertram, Dan. The Hinkley, sorry, guys. Hinkley picnic boat versus the Bertram 31. There's only one clear answer here. Carly. <laughs> I already gave my answer away when I said the Hinkley and the Midnight Lace are my two favorites on the list. So Maybe I'm going right, to have to go with the Hinkley. All right, they get oh, sticking to your guns. It's, it's <laughs> decisive. Yeah, you're easy. Soften the blow. Captain Bill. Uh, you know, I thought, you know, the Hinkley, great boat, and it started a uh, a theme or a trend, uh, but I got to go with the Bertram. I mean, uh, you know, you put one. You you could repower that boat with Yan Mars or Cummins diesels, and I mean, I've seen them out. I've seen a few that are just beautiful. I mean, they, they, there are a lot of them around, and they have been, many of them have been rehabilitated for a reason. It's a really, like, I liked what Carly just said. It's like a small boat, but it's got everything that a big boat would have. And, you know, if you're into fishing, it's got a pretty good sized cockpit. It's got a huge and yet, cockpit. Yeah. You can sleep aboard. You can, you know, you can live on the thing for a few days if you want. So I got to, I got to go with that Bertram 31. <clears throat> I had a feeling. All right, Simon. Well, I'm just looking at my bracket right now, and I guess I woke up and chose to make enemies uh, <laughs> from all the editors. I guess I didn't want to go out on one of my uh, colleagues slash friends boats, but I, I, went with the, I went with the Hinkley Picnic. Hear me out, though, no, because I, I, I think it's, <laughs> it's a – I don't know how much has really changed – and I could be very wrong, but I think from early on when the picnic boat first came out, what, in the 80s, very little has really changed. And, and it, that speaks to the timeless design. And I think that's that's really what I was going with, like, overall. Like, I, I just don't know how many other boats in this bracket really have that. So that was my choice. That was my decision making. Well, uh, but it's, it's, I'd love to go on Dan's new boat, which well, I hear is a beautiful in, in, Bertram. In, invitation revoked. <laughs> that is, uh, I'm sure someone with a nice hankly will take you out sometime. And <laughs> I hope it's wonderful. No, there's only one clear choice here. You can't talk about timeless design and not go Bertram 31. It's, uh, I'm just pulling out the number here, 1,860 models sold. I mean, can, can I just, can we just leave it? At, can we leave it at that? I mean, yeah, I, I mean, those many boaters can't be wrong. No. I mean, it's it's a boat that is still repowered and restored. And and as I was learning more about the Bertrams, you know, you go into these forums, like these these Bertram 31 forums. I have not met a more ravenous group of boat owners, more passionate people that I certainly wouldn't want to make enemies with. Again, if you want to complain, that's smurray at aimmedia.com to all my Bertram faithful out there. No, no, <laughs> there, there's, a, there's two R's and three A's and a couple of Y's. <laughs> Don't you have a Dance bit of a confession it. to make, though? What was that, Bill? Well, wouldn't you have a, a confession to make? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. Well, but concerning the new boat that you've just that's purchased. That's here nor there. I'm a, I'm, I'm a, Interesting, I'm a Bill. journalist, Interesting. Bill. Yeah, you know what? Yeah, that's all a right, good line to right. go down. All right. Well, since Bill's been pretty honest, we did recently bring home uh, Bertram 28 Flybridge. So I'm, I'm a little biased. And we're once again in gridlock. Calling upon our digital director, John Turner, to yes. come in yes. for the mic drop time. I, I thought Dave was going to go executive decision, but his chips will be broken. The Oracle speaks. Bertram. Yeah! Oh, oh yes. 
Smart move. Yes. Amazing. Yes. Seventh, Absolutely amazing. seventh word on the record. That's fantastic. There goes the Hinkley. Well, that's that's. It had a good run. It had a good run. John, you're welcome out anytime. We'll go fishing. I got the cooler ice down. Let me know how it goes, John. Uh, we'll, we'll tweet you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, guys. And just like that, the semifinals. Yeah. Ooh. Man. I, I'm, I'm getting, I'm like tired. I'm like mentally drained yeah. of this. It's only the semifinals. We've got some killer matchups. Not me. I've got, I'm just starting to get worked up. Oh, Jesus. That's, <laughs> the, that's what that's I like so to hear, bro. That's fantastic. That's so real. Well, you're going to start us off here because I, I have waffled on this one yeah, this 10 is, different times. This is not easy. Well, of course, you know, Bill's going, you know, what? I'm going to skip Bill. Carly, putting you on the spot. Cape Dory, Boston Whaler. I'm going to have to go with the Cape Dory in this round. I love Ooh. Boston Whalers. I always will. But at the end of the day, am I going to spend hours upon hours on a Boston Whaler 13? No, you're going to get pretty exhausted. You're going to feel pretty banged up. The Cape Dory... That's a little bit more of a graduated ride, I feel like. It's mm. something that you can feel comfortable on. And that's basically all I have to say. Fair, fair. You're going more a little more of the personal preference route, but I which is part of this, of course. So that that's interesting. Uh Simon. Yeah, uh well, especially coming off of this past m- Memorial Day, which probably not for like our southern listeners, but definitely for the people in the northeast, what Carly just mentioned, having like a enclosed pilot house is very nice but i don't know like dan said prefer preference is part of it personal preference but i think if i'm going just like best boat overall i think the boston whalers got to be up there to introduce that many people into the into the sport uh and to have the longevity that it's had that we still associate it with you know unsinkability and all these things i think you could make your argument that that would discredit like the 13 in particular, because I'm just talking about the brand now, but I think it's got to be in the discussion. I'm going Boston Whaler. Wow. Okay. I'm stunned. <laughs> this is tough. <laughs> I, and since, since Rybovich is out, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to get back in Bill's good graces here any way I can. And I'm going Cape Dory. It's uh, uh, spineless. All, all spineless. Re- a lot of respect for the whalers, but I think also Carly's Carly's point too that you know personal preference. If I could own one, yeah, it'd be the it'd be the Cape Dory all day. So, just like that, ladies and gentlemen, the Bill, sleeper pick of the of tournament course you're has going made with it the, to the finals. Bill, you of course you're going with the Boston Whaler, right? I mean, it it can only make it so far. No way, Jose. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm I uh, and I have really I just. You know, I just make the simple statement. I go with the Cape Dory. I'm saving the rest of my ammunition for the Piast de, de Resistance. I, I wonder what Fair. that means. I wonder Fair. who. I wonder Let's who you go, thinks though. is going to win the whole Let's thing. Let's go. Next round, Grand Banks 42, Bertram 31. Now, this is this is also why I like this part of the bracket is we're getting into such different boats. I mean, how how do you compare the you know the Grand Banks trawler and the livability with the Bertram 31? I I have no problem doing it, but others others might others might see it as a challenge. I don't even know. Simon, kick us off. Where are you voting for? So well, so now we're getting to the point where this is not my bracket at all. But <laughs> if we're gonna put me on the spot with these two boats, and I'm gonna not try to make this any longer than it has to be, but I just need a little <laughs> bit more time. No, I don't. I'm going with the Bertram. It's the right choice. 
The Bertram. You're it's got to be back on board. It, the you know the sun never the sun never sets on the Bertram Empire. You know, if we're adding the the marketing campaign with the iconic Bertram ride and hull and design. Yes, Grand Banks also has that similar evolution over time, but I think the evolution, and Bill, maybe I'm wrong, but I think the evolution changed it much more than how the Bertram has changed. Maybe you can make a case that the that the new ownership of Bertram has just really upgraded it and modernized it, but before that, I think they had just decades of just similar holes and similar design, so... That's at least that's my argument or maybe my my reasoning for myself. Mm-hmm. Captain Bill. It's a tough one. I, I'll tell you, that is that is really difficult for me. I'd almost flip a coin on that. One. <laughs> but I guess just in terms of impact on the boating public, I'd have to go with the Grand Banks. I think it's somewhat it's it's a bit prettier in terms of the aesthetic and they built a lot of them you know almost 1600 of them over the years but i'll I'll tell you the bertram the bertram's not a a really nice looking boat too and extremely useful and and uh certainly not as high priced as the grand bank it sounds like you want to change your answer then (laughs) (laughs) it it sounds like you you wanted you you were going to swap there at the end i almost Uh, no i think i'm i I, I hate to I hate to do it. But <laughs> no, you don't. I have to go with the Grand Banks, Dan. All right. Well, then it's up to Carly to make the right choice. It's up to me. And like you said, these are two very different boats, but at the same time, they're very similar in that Grand Banks and Bertram are two powerhouse names. I mean, everyone sort of I feel like has an affinity to one of those boats for one reason or another. I'm gonna have to go with the Bertram 31. I think that boat's just a lot more versatile than the Grand Banks. I mean, you can do a lot on it. You can get up and go to the fishing grounds. You can spend a few nights aboard. It's a really great boat for the family. And I think it's a little bit easier just for an owner-operator to handle. Um, And I think Captain Bill thinks the Grand Banks made a greater impact on the boating community. I don't know if you can say that definitively because, like you were saying earlier, so many people are so... Fire. So many people are Another still fighting these birds and them, and I think just that whole design too has influenced so many other boats, and has really stood the test of time. So the Bertram is going to be my pick. What's well, the right? It was it was the right answer, Carly. The Bertram yeah. advances to the finals. Well, I think we all know that in Bill's <laughs> final bracket, it was one of his older boats versus one of his newer boats. <laughs> newer older boats. It's a, <laughs> Bill's ripping up his bracket. All right, guys, we're going to take a quick break before we get into the finals. Cape Dory, Bertram 31, head-to-head right after this. Can, can someone start playing the final countdown? Do we, do we have the rights? Do we have the rights to that song? What if we it? Oh, we're definitely getting flagged somewhere. But <laughs> I, I, this is not how I saw the bracket going, but I could not be happier to see Cape Dory 28 going against the Bertram 31 for the finals for all the marbles. Captain Bill, you can't see him right now, but he's standing up. I haven't, I haven't seen him this excited. No, I just haven't seen him this excited. This is, I mean, I, Bill, I'll, I'll opening opening statement. The floor is yours. Well, Kate Dory built a bunch of. Uh, they built about four, I think, uh, power boats. They were a sailboat builder, and they built a twenty-eight. I think they built a twenty-four. They built a 
33 and a 35. But they called the 28 the Queen of the Fleet. And I think primarily because it had such a great layout and it was such a pretty boat. I remember a guy telling me uh, about a boat. Uh, could uh, You might consider a boat to be a work of art. Not all boats are like that. Mm. But I can actually sit on the dock or stand on the dock and look at the Cape Dory 28 and just appreciate it as a kind of work of nautical art. See, the pro- the, so, dif- the difference, Bill, is that you're going to stand there and look at the Cape Dory 28 when I'm going to be halfway to the fishing grounds in the Bertram 31. Oh, it's ready to run. Like, That's it. it. Looks like Dan's going to be in his hand. Boom, boom. <laughs> I had to do it, Bill. Uh, I had to do yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, yeah. You got a little bit more speed there, but but you got this uh, this uh, kind of semi displacement hull, a little probably a little wet, but uh, you know she'll do like fifteen, sixteen knots wide open, uh, twelve knots, say eleven, twelve knots a cruise, and you know really. To, uh, realistically, that's about all you want to do. At least that's all I want to do. <laughs> I was going to correct you there. I was, that's, that's, that's not what I want to do. It's okay if time moves slowly when it's art in motion, right, Bill? It's, it's like the Mona Lisa if she would, could float. <laughs> it's a, it's a point that's well taken. I have there. It's, I mean, it's I'm a sure point she could that's float. so well taken, Simon. Yeah. All right. Yep. Clear, clearly, There's, Bill and I aren't going anywhere fast, so we're going to throw in Simon Murray. Help us sort this out. Well, come on, Simon. It's like uh, it's like having Captain Bill on one shoulder and Dan <laughs> on the other. It's like, do I want to? What's the chances I get on the Betty Jane two? When's the next time I'm going to be in Florida? Or when's the next time I'm going to be on Dan's new boat? Chances are probably better I'm going to be on Dan's, but. <laughs> Yeah, but the Florida arms are open, Simon. Oh, see, I can't discredit that. Well, it's now it's just come down to personal <laughs> biases, yep. one and the other. Whatever but, works. <laughs> <laughs> I think we all knew what, what Bill's motives were from the beginning. But, oh, man, this is really putting me on the spot. Either way, I'm like playing into you are, one person you, saying you are in a lose lose. I, I, I will give you. It that. is a true lose lose. Can I just say what I what I was gonna pick, no. or maybe not? No, okay, no, 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 no. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I don't think this will answer the question, but I was my final my finalist was the Hinkley Picnic, which mm-hmm. might be kind of out of left field, but I just felt that it might have just had the I don't know, it just had. Everything that I guess you'd want out of a boat. The, the, think, the, yeah. think of this, though, Simon. Yep. The Hinkley Picnic boat was preceded by the Cape Dory 28. And there's the guy that styled the Hinkley Picnic boat. Hey, he might have styled the Cape Dory 28. Oh, let's not get into this, Bill. I mean, this is the Ray Hunt design, Bertram 31, the mm-hmm. most prolific hull design of all times. So to this day, they call it the, the Ray Hunt the Ray Hunt Hall. I don't know. Yeah, I have, I have true, now. But I've we're gone. talking. Simon and I are talking about the. Uh, <laughs> no, he's not. You're talking at him. Cape Dory Twenty Eight. He has already placed me in his corner. <laughs> I, That's a foregone conclusion. I think. I don't want to go zero and three with Bill's ledger. I think I have to go Cape Dory. I didn't <laughs> think I was going to get this far, and I never thought I'd be picking it, but. You know what, Bill? You won me over. I'm going Cape Dory. I'm going to send you some sardines. 
<laughs> I'll bring the sardines. Carly, do the right thing. With- well, this is tough because this whole time I've sort of been going on personal preference, but I don't have much of a personal preference between the two. Boom. I think I think wait, the wait, Cape that doesn't mean wait, anything. Wait. Relax. I think the Cape Dory is a bit of a prettier boat. I think that the Bertram Thirty One has a little bit more functionality for what I would personally want in terms of a little bit more speed. Um, so I couldn't really choose between the two myself because they both have pluses and minuses. I'm going to go with what I think still has the biggest impact on the boating world today, which is the Bertram 31. Wow. Carly, you could have all Simon's good stories. <laughs> How would you like the back page? I'll be column? chilling, I'll be <laughs> chilling in uh, Tallahassee with Bill. I can't. I can, well, Listen, we we don't need to go too much longer here. We all know I'm I'm going I'm going Bertram 31. It's withstood with the test of time. You want to talk about you want to talk about again? I I touched on the hull design that has made its way into countless other different boats. Launched Ray Hunt's career. We're in a deadlock. We are in another dead heat. Oh my God! Does it? Does the entire this episode comes down power to power and Best boat bracket. The best boat of all, best production boat of all time, needs to be decided by the man Yo. behind the curtain, the man behind the editing software, our very own digital director, John Turner. I would, I would have it no other way. The Oracle speaks. That decision is with our readers. So if you've been oh, listening this whole time, no. you were bummed. You're like, no, these, no, no, this can't, no, <laughs> bastards. No, this can't end like this. Get someone else on the line. Who can we call in? This, this, this can't end like this. No, no, we, no. no ties in boats. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's lots of ties. I don't. Well, you know what I mean. Fair. I mean, I, he, he I does lost. kind of have a point, though. I mean, it truly will come down to. A democratic decision. Well, I don't like it. <laughs> I'm going to wow. sit here. I'm going to sit here in power until I can figure out who to call to get the Bertram to win this tournament. <laughs> all right, guys. We all we all know who the real winner is here. I mean, it's yes, she's a beaut, we do. and her name is the Betty Jane too. We all know she was the winner from the very that's, beginning. That's it was fair. a foregone conclusion. That's fair. To be fair, I didn't even have the Bertram winning originally. I thought Rybovich was going to be the was going to be the easy walk into the finals. But, uh, I yeah, figured Grand Banks, Grand Banks, Hinkley. The, the truth is, you get, there are no losers. Apparently, unfortunately, there are now no winners. <laughs> so we're going to need Amazing. all the readers' help. Guys, this contest is going to be going on all week long over on our Instagram channel. That's at Power Motor Yacht. You go over, you click on our Instagram story, and you cast your vote. And this is really where it's going to come down to. We were just having some fun today with our – with our brackets and our best picks, but it's really what you guys have to say. It's the it's the we talk about all these ravenous, passionate owners groups. Well, I've not met a tribe that's more passionate and more serious about picking their best boats than the Power Motor Yacht readers. Help us settle it. Vote on Instagram, and your answers and a winner will be declared in the September issue. I'm 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 getting out of here. I'm go, I'm I'm going for a boat ride. I'm upset, but. I understand how it had to be. And we couldn't do it. So truly it's the, the balls in your court. You got to find, yeah. let us know what the best boat is. Cause I, I can't wait to know. That's it. It's I, I really can't wait to see what readers vote for. Yeah. Me either. Bertram. Come on people. It's the, the Bertram 31. Let's get out there and vote. You have the power. <laughs> All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. We'll see you guys out on the water. I was fun guys. <laughs> Sounds good. Later, Bill. <laughs> Thank you.
Thank you for listening to the Power Motor Yacht Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please do us a favor and leave us a review or rating. Or you can share us with your friends on social media or on the VHF. Anywhere you spread the word means a lot to us. Thanks again, and until next time, we'll see you on the water.